What defines an unhealthy or toxic relationship in high school? How has technology and social media played a role in facilitating toxic relationships? Do people even realize when they are in an unhealthy relationship? And how can you prevent yourself from getting into one or help a friend in one? Welcome to Scholars Start Somewhere. Scholars Start Somewhere is a podcast written, directed, and edited by high school seniors at a rural high school in Oklahoma. Made possible by Geffy, each episode tackles topics affecting us and communities everywhere. So as scholars do, let's get started. I am Sarah Draper, and joining me today is Alanis Marin, Mason Deacons, Amelia Rudder, and I'm Marissa Whitney. Today's topic that we will be discussing is something many other people will probably be able to relate to to some degree. What's that? We're talking about unhealthy or toxic relationships in high school. So to start, what is a toxic relationship in high school? So I went onto the internet and I found an article on Helpscope magazine that says a toxic relationship is a relationship characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to their partner. I would consider it to be a relationship that has gone sour. The interactions could feel wrong or out of place. To clear things up a bit, any relationship can start to die out without being toxic, but it's toxic when it sours and becomes poisonous without a clear end in sight. And when we say the word relationship in this podcast, we are usually referring to both friendships and romantic relationships mm-hmm. alike. Toxic relationships and toxic friendships are two sides of the same coin. They can both make someone feel dependent on the friend or the significant other. Someone in the relationship will become toxic due to one main reason. They want to have complete control over the entire relationship and have all the power to treat their significant other in any toxic way. Power sharing literally does not happen at any point during the toxic relationship. This can make the non-toxic person or the person that doesn't cause any problems feel like they're walking on eggshells around their significant other. For example, it affects the way they dress, the way they view themselves, the people they interact with, and they feel secluded from society. Dr. Lillian Glass, a psychology expert, defines a toxic relationship as any relationship between people who don't support each other, where there is conflict, competition, disrespect, and a lack of cohesiveness. These types of relationships can be consistently unpleasant, emotionally, mentally, and possibly physically draining. I really don't understand how people can stay in a relationship like that. Well, when people have been in a relationship where they have experienced certain things with each other, they can be blind to the signs because it is hard to remove themselves from that situation to better themselves. And in some toxic relationships, they could even feel manipulated or obligated to stay and the other person could either intentionally or unintentionally make them feel guilty for even thinking about leaving. Yeah, and also uh, society and technology, they can have a way of igniting uh, the beginning of toxic relationships. Right, right, right. So technology has become such a huge part of everyone's social lives. And because of this, it has changed how people interact, especially the younger people. Mm-hmm. And with that, it, it changes the expectations younger people have for interactions and relationships. Like today, meeting people on social media is the norm. Yeah, which means like a lot of people get to know one another by texting or talking over the phone, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And that means younger people are relying less on face-to-face conversations and actual interactions in person. 
When high schoolers face a relationship on their online conversations, it could be easy to have unrealistic expectations. Since we're a click away from everyone, young people with little relationship experience, like high schoolers, can have expectations to always be in constant contact with their friend or significant other. And if this gets out of hand, one person in the relationship could start getting upset if the other person isn't texting them or talking to them enough. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that social media and technology uh, can lead to lowered self-esteem and over-controlling relationship. I feel like when there is more communication happening over the phone rather than in person, there might be some trust issues or miscommunication problems eventually leading up to a toxic or over-controlling relationship. Yeah, and also, like, social media can also lead to the significant other having high standards and, like, expecting them so much from their partner, which leads to arguments or about how one of them is not putting enough effort. Like, for example, like, during Valentine's Day, people just... They expect more and say one person's into the internet a lot and the other one just doesn't like post, like loves mm-hmm. posting on the internet. And if, say, they don't post their significant other on Valentine's Day, it could just blow up mm-hmm. and be like, why aren't you mm-hmm. posting me on social media? Or they see everyone getting these giant teddy bears for Valentine's Day and then they don't get one and they're like, why doesn't my significant other love me enough? Yeah. And people just sometimes yeah. aren't like that in relationships. They're not like that. <laughs> yeah, not me. As compassionate as that. <laughs> That's not yeah. a real relationship. Yeah. <laughs> And so the people in these relationships that start off good but kind of turn toxic a lot of times can't even recognize unhealthy expectations because it has slowly evolved into that, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, most of the time, people don't even realize that they're in a toxic relationship until they're out of it. In an online survey that we made, uh, we got 159 responses and about 80% said that they have been in a toxic friendship and 50 have been in a toxic relationship. And of those in the relationship, 49.7 said that they only realized it after the the relationship was broken off. And 25.8% knew at the time. And the lucky 17% have never been in a toxic relationship. Lucky 17. (laughs) (laughs) The survey we conducted was majority high school students that filled this out on their own time and kind of just did this willingly. We didn't actually force anyone to do it. (laughs) So, of course, high schoolers being high schoolers, we can't expect these results to be 100% accurate, but we can expect them to have some truth behind them. Yeah, and they're kind of concerning, too. Mm -hmm. So, wait. I have a question. So for someone who has never been in an unhealthy relationship or friendship, why do people not just leave? Or what makes it so hard for them to take that big step? Uh, so for me, personally, it was hard to leave because, like, I got to see them every single day. And uh, my friends would tell me, like, hey, you need to leave them alone. And, like, I would want to. But seeing that person every day really made it hard for me to take that step. And another factor is that uh, no matter what bad things happen to me, I still wanted to be with them because I thought about the few good times we had together, but at some point, reality caught up with me, and they're toxic and no good for me. Well, my experience was literally the complete opposite. <laughs> I was in a relationship. I was in a relationship, but like towards the end of the relationship, we became long distance because he had to go to college, and we didn't see each other for nearly a month. Uh, we would FaceTime, we would text every day, but it slowly just turned toxic because we wouldn't see each other face to face. And every time we would FaceTime, it would end up in an argument and we would just end the call on bad terms. And both of us would go to sleep in a bad mood. Whenever we would see each other, like in person, that's when I began to notice things that he wouldn't usually do. I wasn't being treated with respect anymore. I changed myself and who I was like for him. 
And my friends at school would notice that I was I wasn't myself anymore. And I knew that like I had to take a stance and be like, okay, I'm done because this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, with my experience, um, <laughs> this was with a friend, not like in an actual relationship or anything. Um, I didn't realize that I was in a toxic friendship until the the end of it all, mm-hmm. really. Um, I think the reason why I didn't leave so soon was because I blamed myself for most of the disagreements or arguments we had. And I kind of felt like she blamed me too. And she expected me to apologize. Because you were at fault. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next question. How can we, how can these be avoided or prevented? Um, To prevent yourself from entering a toxic relationship or friendship, look at the red flags. Do you see any early signs of what harm they could cause in the future? Do you already feel unimportant or see your self-esteem slowly drifting away? How I personally avoid those kind of feelings or those kind of people, really, I like to ask myself, is this normal or how can I turn this into a positive situation? If you don't feel like you can turn the situation to a positive outcome, then I think it would be best to just leave as soon as you can. Remove yourself. And a good rule of thumb that I like to stick by is to trust your gut. If you really feel like you're being treated badly in a relationship, you are more than likely right. Mm -hmm. It is important to establish, I think, a self-confidence that the relationship is unable to destroy. A confidence where you yourself are proud of who you are and what you personally believe in. Yeah, and if uh, if you find yourself in an unhealthy relationship or friendship, you don't have to deal with it alone. Right. It's really easy to feel secluded and alone whenever you're hanging out with friends or family or just your significant other. But simply reaching out to a friend, a coworker, a family member can help. Anyone that you know. It is very important to speak out and talk to everyone you feel comfortable with. Just don't be afraid. If you are in a really bad situation, there are also hotlines you can call at any time. The National Domestic Abuse Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. And the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-HOPE. And the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-SUICIDE. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us to this scholarly discussion today. Yeah, and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to find us on social media. <laughs> Be sure to catch another episode of Scholars Start Somewhere next week. <laughs> and always remember to be, be a, a scholar. scholar. Yeah, they definitely heard nice. that. <laughs>